the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. And for the next two hours, if you'd like, we can talk about cars. We can talk about motor homes. We can talk about cars. We we can even talk about motorcycles. Um, sometimes we'll have a question, an answer, and sometimes we won't. <laughs> well, we're all good. We're really good with diesels and uh, and internal combustion engines like gasoline. On the other hand as well, we have a diesel guy here who runs a diesel company. His name is Alan Salem. He's my son. And he knows a little bit about diesels, but especially down the accessory side, yes? Yeah. Are you sleeping over there? No. Both sides, repair and and accessories. Okay. So if you have a diesel question, and maybe you want to talk about a cold air intake, or if you want to talk about um, things that you should not be doing to your truck, we can uh, help you with that. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. And let me tell you first about Larry Harker's Auto. They've been a trusted name for automotive repair since 1967. They've been around since 1967. I can't tell you how many shops open up and two and three years later you drive by and the place is empty or it's wrapped in police tape. It takes a, a lot of good solid repair to be around since 1967. They do alignments, auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, all kinds of maintenance, and they have the equipment and the knowledge to find and fix your car. And Bob, who runs the shop, and Ellen, who runs the front end, they're very good people, but Bob is one of those very, he has a lot of tenacity. So if you tell him nobody else can fix your car, that's exactly the kind of, that, well, that's kind of like waving the red flag in front of the bull. 38th Avenue and in Indian School, Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and in Indian School. Okay, tell me about diesels and tell me maybe about what problems, what do people do with diesels that they should not do? Oh, drive them short trips. Okay, let them idle a lot. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, idling's not, not not quite as bad. It's it's the it's the four mile trips uh, where the truck doesn't get up to operating temperatures. You know, to work and back to work, to work and back to work, to work and back to work, and then you know they don't get it out, and especially the late model stuff. Okay, and then the symptoms of this going to work four miles and back is what? What will they notice? Well, they'll notice. Uh, well, probably start with the lack of power, maybe a check engine light, and then a. Uh, It'll eventually get into a limp mode because the 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 exhaust filter will will get clogged up and not have a chance to regenerate. Okay, I'm seeing up here in Payson. I'm seeing a lot of construction people who pull up to the construction site. They leave their diesel idling and they may be gone for 30 or 45 minutes. Then they come back. One of them told me the other day that he had to take it in for a regeneration. Is where 
I think it's where the truck itself cleans up the plugged exhaust filter. Yes. So they have to take it to the dealer for the regeneration, and they claim they're paying like $250. Mm-hmm. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but I told them the fix is to shut the damn thing off when they're going to sit there for a while. A lot of trucks will actually regenerate in park. Okay. So I'm not sure exactly what the reasoning for that is, but they, they should. I mean, we re, when we regenerate them in the parking lot, we regenerate them in, par, in park, you know, okay. sitting in the parking lot. I didn't mean park. I mean, they're sitting there idling for 20, 30, 40 minutes, and, and I don't think we ever get hot enough to, to light the particulate filter. We don't. Well, work. what they'll do is, is they'll, they'll kick up the idle. Okay. Automatically. All right. They'll, they'll they'll kick up the idle. When we start them manually, it automatically kicks up the idle, holds it at 2,000 RPMs. But they, you know, again, d- depending on the year and the make and the model and all that kind of stuff, uh, sometimes it's kind of hard to get it to, to trigger while it's at idle. But, I mean, ideally the best thing is is to take it out and drive it on the highway, you know, above 50 miles an hour for 20, 25 miles, and that should for that, sure take care of it. Okay. And the particulate filter is this device that's going to car- catch the carbon and then we're going to burn the carbon, and then what we send out of the tailpipe is no longer carbon and soot. Yeah, that's why you don't see a lot of these late-model diesels that smoke anymore. Okay, and when you do see the late-model diesels that smoke on a hard acceleration, what does that tell you? Mm, it could tell you a number of different things. I well, mean, it could tell you that they've removed the emissions equipment, or they have done some sort of an aftermarket programmer or injectors or something that's you know, pumping more fuel <laughs> that they know what to do with. <laughs> that was kind of a trick question. Yeah. Because it, I agree with you 100%. The late model stuff, the newer stuff. Yeah. Can we 11, well, actually, you're probably eight up. Okay. 2008 and north of that. Yes. Okay. So for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. it, you, you rarely see the, the the diesel driven by the older retired guy that probably hauls his trailer. You rarely see that thing puff smoke, if ever. Right. But you get some young kid in there or young buck in there and the light turns red and maybe there's a four-cylinder Toyota next to him and they take off fast. You see bellows of black smoke. Right. Right. On the regeneration part where we're... We're going to let the computer decide when to clean up the particulate filter. Right. Or how many of the newer model trucks from 2000 up, can the, can is there a process in the owner's manual for regeneration? Otherwise, we're going to force the computer to clean up the particulate filter because we have a check engine light or we have a low power problem. None of them that the customer can do. Okay. So this is strictly something the industry has to be involved in. Yeah. You have to have uh, some sort of a, a scanner or aftermarket device that will uh, get it into regen. Force it into regen. Force it into regen. Okay. Yeah. Now, it, the, if the other side is, is if it'll go 40, 50 miles an hour to get on the freeway and drive a half an hour or more at above 40 miles an hour, 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour? Yes. Should, yes. Uh-huh. So that a lot of times, A lot of times people encounter this when they're towing. And they'll call me. I mean, my aunt, your your sister did the same thing. I said, you have to unhook the trailer. You have to unhook the trailer and drive it, get it to regen, and then hook it back up and go. Okay. How do they know when it's regening? Well, it'll throw it into. Uh, how? Well, usually they'll. I don't want to say usually. Sometimes they'll say it on the on the dash, but uh, um, like if they come to a stop and it's elevated idle, that you know it's regening. Okay. Um, sometimes you know you're say, in that process. Yeah. Sometimes it'll say on the uh, some of the Duramaxes and the Fords, it'll say. Uh, um, do not stop vehicle 
uh, exhaust system cleaning in progress or something like that. or Some kind of um, something on the message center. Yeah, and don't ever shut it off during that period of time if you can help it. Okay. So you're driving down the road, and if you want to know if it's in the regen process, because that's what you're trying to accomplish, could I just throw it into neutral at 60 miles an hour? And uh, and would I then see that the RPM, instead of being 800, is up to 1,500? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. Okay. I, I've never tried it that way. Okay. Um, but typically, you'll start slowly regaining power back, too, as you start un- unclogging that filter, as it starts burning off that filter. Okay. And, the, and, and is it a DEF issue? Uh, because no. that started in 12, pretty much. Uh, that started in, um, in 11. Okay. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. I, it ended it, it. It's well. I think it started mandatory in all the trucks in twelve. No, uh, uh, the last day of twelve. Yeah, and then yeah, because you yeah, that's right. Yeah, okay, but right. but I think there was some di- diesel exhaust fluid. We're calling a DEF. Um, the diesel exhaust fluid. There was a lot of trucks, but I don't know what brand that may have started eight or nine. Dodge or started 10. last. I know that. Okay. Dodge started last. So Ford they, and Chevy they, were before that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And DEF, we're going to... The DEF, the diesel exhaust fluid, is kind of like lighter fluid on a barbecue. So the DEF goes in and lights the particulate filter. No. No. It's an after-treatment. Okay. DEF is an after-treatment. Okay. So it after the DPF is burned, it sprays something. It sprays that into the exhaust and neutralizes some, you know, the flop <laughs> agitator, triple pivot, swivel disc, and then it... Comes out well, clean. Wait a minute. What, what was that? It neutralizes the uh, flip flop agitator triple pivot swivel disc, and then somehow lubricates it, and it comes out clean. <laughs> I don't know what it does, and you know, as, as, I don't know what it does. It, it sprays urea into it and cleans out the. Well, this is what I understand. When they got a nozzle, and I can't explain how this is supposed to work, but there's a nozzle that uh-huh. DEF now, DEF has forty nine percent or forty eight percent deionized water. Um, no, it has 40 urea. Urea is a liquid fertilizer. That's what we actually use urea for. But they're using urea, and it's approximately 50-50 with, between urea and deionized water. It gets to this valve in front of the catalytic converter, and somehow it separates the water from the DEF, and it sprays it into catalyst, or the, the particulate filter or the catalyst, and it helps fire up the catalyst. The DEF is kind of like a lighter fluid, and it helps light the uh, part- the particulate filter or the catalytic converter. Now, I read that. I don't know no, if it's no, true. No. I it's, read it in a trade it's, magazine. It's behind that because you had four years of DPFs that didn't have DEF. I, I understand. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 behind the uh, the the DPF. So, uh, so we have the, the engine, and then it the goes cat. into the ex- the cat. Yep, and then we go into the particulate filter. Yep, and, and then you're saying it's on the back side of the yes, particulate I filter. Yes, it's on the back side of the particulate. Yes. Okay. Well, somebody will correct us if if we're wrong. Yeah. I guarantee you yeah. that. So the idea is is the catalytic converter is usually red hot, and we're going to do something with the tailpipe emissions at the cat. The particulate filter is supposed to catch the soot, mm-hmm. the solid soot, and under the best of condition, we're going to get that hot enough to dissolve that as well. Yeah. So did we ever have cats and no particulate filters? No. Or, okay, so they came together? Yeah. Okay. Well, cat actually came years before the particulate filter came. Okay, so we had cats a long time ago. Yeah. And the catalytic cats. converter. Yeah, cats started in, I think, uh, 03. Okay. Uh, 04, somewhere in there. And this whole thing on a diesel is is to eliminate 
um, a lot. Of, uh, we we don't want we don't care about the nitrogen, but we do care about the particulates, the soot that hasn't been consumed by the diesel the diesel engine. Yeah. All righty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. If you have to, if you want to talk about diesels, um, and actually you can talk about tires. You yeah. can talk about aftermarket exhaust behind the particulate filter. Correct. And 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 the stock pipe is normally what and what can you go to? Uh, usually it's somewhere around three inches, three and a half inches. You can three and a half up. inches in diameter. Yep. And then you can go to five. Four or five, yeah. Okay, like four or five. All righty. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by SNS Tire and Auto Service. They have been open since 1976. They have three locations, one in Peoria, one Surprise, and one in Goodyear. They have a huge selections of tires, so when you go in there, they're going to look at your tire size, and then you can ask them good, better, or best. So they're going to give you an out-the-door price for the good tires, the better tires, and the best tires because they have all three of those tires in stock, so you can pick any of the three. Of course, they're going to balance your tires, and they do alignments and suspension work and oil changes and all that kind of stuff, but s and Tire is really a good tire, and if you're in the West Valley, may I suggest that you stop by there. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We'll be back in a minute. Mark Levin explains what's legal and illegal. There's lots of things that are legal that may influence the outcome of a campaign that may make a candidate look positive. Everything's not illegal. And a non-disclosure agreement paid with private funds is not illegal. Matter of fact, it's done every damn day in this country. It's been done by the Southern District of New York. But they call it hush money when it comes to Trump. Oh, hush money. Mark Levin, weeknights at 9 on Intelligent Talk 960, The Patriot. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago, helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality. We have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you. We all dream of our perfect retirement, but don't always have the plan for how to get there. With so many voices in retirement planning, it's hard to dig through the noise and find the truth. Some make outrageous claims. Others seem okay, but how would it work for you? Tune in to My Smart Retirement with certified financial planner Nancy Fleming. Saturdays at 12 p.m. for sound answers and practical ideas for your retirement concerns. That's My Smart Retirement with Nancy Fleming, Saturdays at 12 p.m. right here on 960 The Patriot. This is Dan Prop for townhall.com. Arizona's Republican governor, Doug Ducey, earned 44% of the Latino vote en route to his easy re-election. No hand recount for governor-elect Ron DeSantis in Florida, who garnered 44% of the Latino vote and 14% of the black vote. The 400,000 Florida kids and 260,000 Arizona kids who benefit from school choice, the majority from minority families, are reshaping the GOP's electoral coalitions in those states. 
This occurrence is more than a powerful argument for school choice. It's a messaging imperative for conservatives. Black families have moved beyond the idealism of the civil rights era to search for pragmatic answers to the economic concerns the welfare state not only failed to address, but worsened. We've been making the wrong arguments to the wrong constituents. Republicans should be looking long and hard at Doug Ducey's success in Arizona and Ron DeSantis in Florida as models for what it takes to win. I'm Dan Proff. The Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Impacting policy decisions today. Preparing public leaders for tomorrow. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty, then T, time. Time to call 911 immediately, because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment, and that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs. Face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Twenty minutes after the hour of ten o'clock, my name is Mark Salem, and sitting next to me here is my son Alan Salem. He uh, runs and owns a performance division, and predominantly deals with uh, diesels, right? Yes, sir. Okay, and and you also do some gas stuff because you were you were doing some blowers and stuff. Yeah, like we have that. one this week, actually. Yeah, we do a lot of. A lot of gas stuff as well. Um, Tell me what's what you just said. We got one last, or for next week. What is it? Yeah, uh, two thousand four pa- uh, four runner. We're doing okay. a, tr- a supercharger on. Okay, so a supercharger basically takes the air that would normally be sucked into the engine, and a supercharger takes that air, compresses it, and forces it into the engine, which develops a lot more power. Yeah, it's yeah powered by a belt. Okay, so and the, it's powered by a belt as opposed to a turbocharger that is powered by the exhaust. Yes. So the supercharger, this is how I like to explain it. You have a vacuum cleaner. you got a suck on one end and an exit on the other. Right, right. right. So if we take the suck hose and we run it around to the exit, <laughs> then we're not only sucking, but we're pushing. Mm-hmm. And so we get a lot more air. Volume of air, yeah. Volume of air. Yep. So instead of having a, a, a cup of air, we've got three or four cups of air. Yep, yep. And, and more that, air, then we add more fuel, okay. and then we make more power. Okay. And emissions? No, it, I mean, these are all carb legal, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah, these are all carb approved. As a okay. matter of fact, with the toils, we don't even have to do any tuning on them. We just literally bolt them on and... They're, the parameters built in the computer will allow it to do it. We don't have to do any programming. So it's going to match the air and the yep. throttle angle and all that to a map that they have. Yep. The other guys, the map doesn't contain enough fuel enough, yep. to deliver to that engine. So then you have to reprogram the computer to just boost the level of fuel up. To recognize stuff that's out of the realm of what they see normally. Right. Well, primarily a suction versus a, a pressure. Right. You know, the... They see a they see a suction of the intake and now all of a sudden they're seeing a pressure on the intake and a lot of vehicles won't recognize that. Where the Toyota in this case will. And in the case of vacuum versus pressure, um, vacuum is a, a minus number, so to speak. So it goes like a normal car is going to idle at 18 inches of vacuum. That's suck. Right. 
but then you're going to add five, six pounds of boost, boost. to that. Pressure, and yeah. so all of a sudden the computer thinks that we've got a low vacuum and determines that uh, you're on the D cell, and so it shuts off the fuel. Right. So, all righty, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Strictly diesel is a good place. That's way up north. And it's not way up north. It's I-17 and Pinnacle Peak. Way up north to us. To us, yeah. It goes way <laughs> south. But anyway, they are die-hard diesel service, repair, and parts guys. They work on foreign, domestic, and here's the keywords, light diesel trucks. I-17 and Pinnacle Peak, strictly diesel service and repair. Monday through Friday, they're open, but on weekends, you can go to their uh, website, and 24 hours a day on their website, they sell parts, and so you can look and compare whatever parts that you might look for. Strictly diesel service and repair. Okay, so you do lots of tire conversions. Yeah, wheel and tire conversions, yeah. Okay, so you're going to change the diameter or the circumference of the tire. Right. And so... And the wheel, usually. Okay. Usually. But the offset will kind of stay the same. So the tire's wider, but it'll still... F- it's not going to hang out the outside of the fender. Yeah, some people like that, but we typically don't. Okay. And so the tires and wheels that, that everybody installs, it's, it's a matter of the truck can carry 8,000 pounds, and you're not going to drop below that. Otherwise, each one of the tires on an 8,000-pound truck better carry 2,000 pounds. Right. Oftentimes, when you go upsize, you're going to get 2,500 pounds mm-hmm. or 2,600 that's there's no problem because at 2,500 pounds of tire, all of a sudden you're holding. You got 10,000 pounds of tires underneath a truck that's going to max weigh at 8,000. Right. So there's no harm, no foul. Right. What about the speed rating of those bigger tires? How does it compare to the tires that came on it? Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know to be real honest with you. I mean, I know that they're as good or better because they they. Uh, uh, I mean, I've never. I don't know that they. I can't think if they if they have a speed rating on on light truck stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know that to be honest either. I don't know, but but on the speed rating, there's typically a letter. Yeah, and the letter's going to tell you how fast the tire is built for. Yeah, what's the lowest speed rating you've ever seen? I think 65. There's no speed rating for 65. That might be, for instance, that might be an A. Yeah, so, I mean, every I don't tire know what is the number go. is. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. But you can get in the S, the T. And then the V, and I think the V at this point is the highest tire. W. W. W is actually higher than even ZR. Okay. From my understanding, it's it's no, it's, it's a, a w. w. And that's one forty nine plus. Um, yeah. Okay. That that do you have a set of those on I your think, mother's? I, I think Z is actually one forty nine plus, and then W encompasses something larger. I, I don't remember what larger. It okay, like my. I, yeah, I don't know the answer, but I did look it up the other day because somebody asked me about that. Yeah. So, the, so the issue is, is 140 a tire that's 149 miles an hour and faster, it'll hold together. How many of those cars aren't the computer controls the top end speed? And many times you're going to find out that they have a 93 or 95 mile an hour limit, and yeah. we start shutting off the fuel at 90 somewhere in the night. I would say a good amount of them. Okay. And that seems to be something that's pretty predominant where the car manufacturers are trying to control I'm the sorry, speed. I'm sorry. I said W. I meant Y. Okay. So you've got Y. W is up to 168. Up two. Up two. Okay. Then Y is up to 186. ZR is up to 149. But then Y with exclamation points, mm-hmm. or I mean, I'm sorry, uh, parentheses yeah. is uh, up to 186. So they've got stuff now up to 186, which is... Uh, Y is actually 186. Does your mother's car have Y on it? Yeah. So does Heather's van. 
Oh, God. We we can tease the girls all we want because they're probably out shopping. That's right. So we can, we can talk about them. But it's a good idea that you put my wife and your mother's tires on there because there are times that she's probably going a little faster than uh, than the law would allow. Right. So anyway. If we you don't, have, though. Yeah, we don't. No. Yeah, we never no. do. Uh-uh. 602-508-0960. If you have a question about tires and wheels, if you have a question about diesels, if you have a, a question about programmers. Now, what's the difference between a chip and a programmer? Um, chip is what they used in some of the older stuff, the like the... TBI stuff where you would take a prom out of a computer and reflash that prom and, and and it's actually a little piece of hardware that puts on plugs onto the PCM board. Then you have modules which are um, they they unplug uh, under the hood. You'll unplug vital engine um, vital engine components. Readings. Yeah, boost sensor, fuel pressure sensor, you know stuff like that. And you plug in in line. So basically, it 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 it's. It's, changing the, yeah, it's changing and it's modifying that signal back to the PCM, and the PCM is overcompensating. And then they also have programmers which actually go in and reflash the PCM to a different uh, to di- to different settings. A chip seems to me is is it's it's it just it's going to move the number from six to a seven or an eight. Period. It's just going to yeah, move just that one number, setting. right? But on a programmer, you can mess with the settings. You can check change a six to a ten, yeah, or something yeah. like that, because you have got this handheld device, right? But in reality still some parameters are not going to let you go. They're not going to let you run raw fuel out the tailpipe. If the motor's not going to consume it, we're not going to let you just turn the faucet wide open. Right. And that's the whole trick of it is. Now, if your foot's on the floor and you're going down the highway by yourself and you're doing it legally, your foot's on the floor, you open the faucet and you keep opening the faucet, you'll gain speed, but there'll come a time where you open that faucet another eighth of a turn and you'll go from 150 to 149. Yeah. You've just reached trim. That's exactly... So any more fuel past that number is a waste of fuel. Right. So you're just kind of consuming every bit that you're delivering to you the engine. You want to be as efficient as possible. Efficient. But efficient doesn't match with fuel economy and stuff like that. Right, because you, if you get more power, you're using more fuel, and if you're using more fuel, economy mm. and efficiency isn't. I don't know about all that. Why? I would disagree with that. Do we have to take a break? We can argue about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't make any sense. If I'll have the last word, if you're going to use, if you want more power, you're going to use more fuel, and then efficiency goes not, down. That's the not true. Okay. All righty. Well, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty, and we'll have that argument when we get back. Six zero two. Five zero eight zero nine sixty. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. There's no question you need Omega-3s. But which form should you take? 
fish oil, or krill oil. Scientists have debated this for years. Luckily, there's a new solution to satisfy everyone. It's called Krill Omega 50 Plus. It combines ultra-pure fish oil and joint-soothing krill oil together in just one tiny pill. It's so powerful, it can promote the health of your heart and your arteries. And if that wasn't enough, it can also boost your joint comfort in just days. We're so sure Krill Omega 50 Plus will work for you. We'll even send you a free bottle to put to the test. The debate is over. It's not fish oil or krill oil. It's both. And now it's free. Just pay $4.95 for shipping and claim your free bottle. Call now. 1-800-679-5745. 1-800-679-5745. That's 1-800-679-5745. It's easy to take a day for granted. You and your family are connected by routine and you stick to it. But what if a disaster strikes without warning? What if life as you know it has completely turned on its head? What if your day's routine is disrupted and you can't reach your family? Have you planned for that? Before a disaster turns your family's world upside down, it's up to you to be ready. Get a kit. Make a plan. Be informed. Today. Learn how at www.ready.gov. Ready.gov. This message brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency and the Ad Council. America, welcome home the brave. The brave men and women who serve their country are coming home. Home to their cities and towns. Home to their mountains and valleys. Home to their families and friends. Home to America. Some of these warriors are coming home with wounds you can see, and some with wounds you can't see, like post-traumatic stress disorder. Wounded Warrior Project was created to provide the support these wounded veterans need to ensure their return to America is well-adjusted and successful. But we need your help to ensure that our mission is a success. Help us honor and empower these wounded warriors. Contact us at findwwp.org. America, welcome home the brave. Welcome back, everybody. 34 minutes after the hour. Hold on just a second here, and let me push the right button. 34 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, 602-508-0960. If you have a question, 602-508-0960. Action Auto Repair is at I-17 in Deer Valley. I've known Tom, who owns Action Auto Repair, since the early 80s. Um, back then, he worked on engine analyzers, and if you all remember, we used to talk about, put my car on the big box, and it'll tell you what's wrong with it. Tom was part of that group at the very beginning, and he worked for um, one of them, Allen Equipment, and I think later he worked for Bear. And those were the two Chevy and Ford kind of guys that had those big, huge boxes. But Tom's a good guy. 
He knows cars really well. He's honest. He's dependable. He's not going to sell you something that you don't need. He served Deer Valley in the North Phoenix area since 1983, and he has ASE Master Certified Technicians, and he has a BMW Big Dog. Guy knows BMWs really, really well. So if you're looking for an aftermarket shop for your BMW, I-17 and Deer Valley Northwest Corner is Action Auto Supply. Okay, big dog, little dog, grasshopper. We're arguing about if you add more fuel, um, I'm saying if you add more fuel to get more power, you lose fuel economy. And you're saying? I'm saying, first of all, this has... This 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 does this doesn't apply to gas motors. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm talking strictly diesels here. I didn't know we were doing that. Okay, but I'll, I'll I'll see if I can defend my position. But these diesels are detuned so much from the factory. These same these same Cummins that are in our trucks are rated at 500 horsepower in a marine application. Okay. Okay. What's the stock Cummins? Uh, though? 360. Okay. 340, 360, something like that. Is that the new 67s? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. This is the last couple years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Last couple of years. So in the in the marine applications, when you take those restrictions off by using a, a, a programmer, what you're, you're adding more timing, you're adding more fuel, you're adding more duration. The truck has more power. It is absolutely one hundred percent not uncommon, and it this goes on your truck too for you to get better fuel economy when adding a programmer. Okay, one hundred percent. And I can't speak to that because when I I picked up my truck truck in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I drove it home and I handed you the keys. Right. And I said to you, make my truck as fast as yours. Right. And what'd you do? We did a bunch of stuff. Okay. I know. But did you make my truck as fast as yours? Yeah. yeah. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> How come I had to hunt for your your grandmother's uh, repair bill that you no, hit? Yours is done as exact same as mine. Okay. All right. Well, whose would win a quarter mile? Well, mine weighs less. Oh, okay. So you'd win? Probably, I'm for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would yours outpull me if we put like a chain between the two bumpers? Uh, probably not. Okay. Probably not, just because you have four tires on the ground. <laughs> no, I have six. Well, yeah, in yeah. the back, yeah. Okay. All right. Just want to make sure there's something. But it's it's not I, it's not uncommon to 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 get. Better fuel economy. All right. Define better fuel economy. One, two, three miles to the gallon I mean, better? You know, we've had people as much as five. Okay. Now, keep in mind, it's since since the introduction of all this emission stuff, it is vastly different now uh, with all that emission stuff because that just kills your fuel economy regardless of what happens. But your earlier models, your pre-2008s, it's not uncommon to see three to five almost instantaneously. Okay. And I didn't have a chance on my truck to determine what was. Right. But my one ton running back and forth to Payson, I am easy in the 14 to 17 mile an hour range, depending on if I'm pulling the horse trailer or something else, and depending on how stupid I am. Right. So right. now there gets to a point where and there gets to a point where those those lines intersect. I mean, if you're on the throttle a hundred percent of the time at a hundred percent, then yeah, it's gonna you know those lines intersect at some point. But if you I run my truck at the highest setting, and I drive it, you know, reasonably, <laughs> reasonably, then uh, I get much, much better fuel economy. Okay, I'm up in the I'm up in the low twenties. Okay, and basically this the faucet, um, because you're dialing in as much fuel, you can probably back off the throttle a little bit exactly. to maintain the same amount. Yeah. So you're kind of closing the faucet off. 
uh, under those you're, circumstances. You're closing the faucet off, but you're spraying it for longer. You're spraying it for a, um, a, a, a at a higher pressure to atomize the, the fuel better, but you're also spraying it at a different time, the timing of when it does that. All of that contributes to, uh, you know, taking the, I'd like to say taking the restrictions off of these motors because, like I say, we, these motors, strictly by tuning, the, the motors side-by-side, are a hundred percent the same as a marine application, but they run five hundred horse. It's it's strictly programming. But you can take the extreme, and you can take these motors into a track kind of a thing and build a thousand horse. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. And Which, they would do that by put twin turbos on it instead of twin one. turbos and giant injectors and giant pumps and yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And the, sure. and the the injector normally looks like. A spray nozzle for your misting system on your patio. Yeah, they have five. Uh, they're usually four, four to six, little tiny. You can't even see them with the naked eye holes in them. Okay. And what they'll do is what we've been doing a lot of is is and it works really well. Is we do we when we order new injectors, we order them fifteen percent over. Okay. So they take a, like a hair, and they 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 call it extrude hone, and they pull them pull that hair through, and it makes it fifteen percent over, which is still invisible to the naked eye, but it sprays fifteen percent more fuel, and just that little bit without even a programmer, truck idles better, the truck runs better, and you can back off the throttle, yeah. and, you know, use as much fuel. Yep. But my point was, is the injector looks like a mist in your misting system, yeah. And on these thousand horsepowers, it looks like a fire hose. Oh yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a big difference on how we're going to spray the fuel, and what the pressure is. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. If you want to join us, you can. Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating. Thunderbird Automotive has ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Automotive offers a free courser inspection on every vehicle, the same one that some charge $49 for. They now offer a three-year, 36,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have to stop in to Thunderbird Automotive at 88th Avenue in Thunderbird, just west of the 101. For more information, visit them online at ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Or drive right in at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird, just west of the 101. I'm a veteran. My victory was admitting I had PTSD and getting help. As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. I no longer see it as a weakness, but as a sign of strength. I call it post-traumatic growth. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran. I lost both legs in Vietnam. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was getting my benefits and a good education. I'm a veteran. When I got out, I felt like Nora was safe. My victory was finding the help I needed. But there's more to be done and more victories to be won. Thanks, DAV. Now I feel like I'm human again. Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. This is NASCAR driver Kurt Busch, and I am proud to support our nation's veterans. Do you know you can get a faster decision on your disability compensation claims by filing an electronic fully developed claim, or e-claim, 
on eBenefits. Take it from a guy who lives his life in the fast lane. Faster is better. Visit ebenefits.va.gov today to learn more. E-claims. Online VA claims made simple. A message from the Department of Veterans Affairs. 43 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Mark Salem and Alan Salem here. And we're arguing. This is father-son kind of argument. And we're arguing about cars and trucks. And I have 39 years of experience. And you have somewhere around 15 to 20. Months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 15. Yeah. yeah. 15 yeah, years. Yeah. And so we were talking about power and performance. 602 if you want to join us. We're going to just finish this argument. We're talking about fuel uh, power and fuel cons- 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 efficiency. Okay, efficiency. Okay, we'll fine. P- p- do your side again, and I'll do my side. Well, I just say that, that you know, to a certain point, you you can you can to. I'm speaking to diesels here. You can you can add fuel, add power, and and get better fuel economy. There okay. is a there is a, a limit to that. Um, you know, there is a like I say where the lines intersect. But but uh, for the most part, you can we can get much better fuel economy. All right, I'm going to draw them a picture. You're looking at a big X, yeah. Okay, yeah. And where the the X's cross is yep. the middle. Yep. Okay. So we can boost your power, but it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to boost your fuel economy and your emissions and all that kind of stuff. Right. But we can also boost your power, and we can drop that intersection of the X down below. Yep. Now I, I think it has a lot to do with if you're if you have more power, you're going to use less throttle. So if you're doing a cruise control at seventy miles an hour. One truck may use have have a TPS value in an exaggeration. Sure. A TPS value of three point five and a truck that has a programmer might be three point one yep. or two point nine. Yep. So that just tells you where the throttle set. Yep. And Eddie who's sitting here next to me is a Ford guy. He's I liked what he said. He said it's the difference between a four cylinder Honda and a six cylinder Honda. He said the four cylinder Honda is going up the mountain and he's deeper into the throttle than the six cylinder is because he has less power right overall right yeah so that's kind of a nice way to put it yeah. to where this the v6 is going to get better fuel economy because he's less into the throttle than the four cylinder that's working its butt off to haul you know guys like you in yeah. <laughs> now if you take that six banger and you and you and you're running it you know at 100 100 miles an hour up the hills and stuff like that that's where the lines intersect where it's going to get worse economy than the but if you know, side by side, seventy miles an hour. You're going to pay. You're going to get better with the with the six cruise cylinder. control. Cruise side control. Cruise control. Yeah, exactly. All right. Floorboarded. The six cylinder is going to get right. there a day before the four cylinder. Does. But it's also going to use a lot more fuel. All righty. Right. Let's go to Harry. Harry, what do you got to say? Well, uh, I got to agree with you, Mark. Uh, you got to kind of keep keep the young whippersnappers in line there a little bit. You know, it's whippersnappers or gra- I like to call him grasshopper. You know, from the old Grand karate kid. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> Although he's not necessarily hey, the size of. He's, I'm six foot three, and he's taller than I am. I mean, he's I a know. big boy. I know, I know. We'll careful. find out. Well, we'll find out who his father is someday. But <laughs> right now, he doesn't fit the mold for the rest of the family. He's got uh, six inches on the rest of the family. Well, he's oh a big boy. boy! Yeah, yeah, he is. Hey, there I got, I got two questions. One, you were talking about tires and the speed rating uh, uh, um, number or letter on them. How come they don't, on trailer tires, have that speed rating, too? They do. They do. And we argued about this the other day. Yeah, we just had this argument. Oh, we had a big argument. I almost fired him. No, it wasn't between us. I know. I'm just teasing. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. No. Yeah, no, it... 
someone had said that there was one, and I hadn't seen one, but they're actually um, some of the trailer. Now I don't know if it's all of them or what, but the ones that we looked at all had uh, all had speed ratings on them. Okay, now what we're talking about is I've always said that a speed rating on an ST tire, standard trailer right, tire, right. sixty-five miles an hour. This friend of ours from Texas called us, and he had this. Motor, this trailer that he hauls motorcycles from Kerrville, Texas to Dallas. The other way around. He picks up motorcycles in, in Dallas quads and stuff like that and he drives to Kerrville. And he and I said, I don't know that we can find it. And it, the trailer had 10,000 pounds and it only had four tires. And they were like 15 inch. Yeah, they were 15 inch. So our concern was is the best we can do is 2,000 a tire and then if it's 2,000 a tire then we only have 8,000 pounds of tires underneath the trailer that you're going to load to 10 or more. Then he calls back and he says he found a trailer tire that was like 32 or 3,300 pounds, and he also found this trailer tire did 75 or 80 miles an hour. Yep. And I called his bluff. I said, I've never heard of that before, and I ended up eating my words because I went to Alan, and he has this computer on his desk that's second to nothing, and he pulls up just every car manufacturer, tire manufacturer in the world, and lo and behold, we found those tires he was talking about and they're, in no other words, heavy-duty trailer tires. Yeah, I hadn't even seen them before, you know, either. Either I mean, they held an exceptional amount of weight. But they were twice as much as a regular trailer tire or more. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I know when I had radio. a travel trailer. I mean, they weren't. I know when I had a travel trailer, trailer I had those ST205s or 215 bad tires, and every trip I would blow one. And, yeah. Um, of course, I did drive a tad over 65, so that could be the problem. Well, but, uh, and that the early wife... ones I didn't have that problem. I don't. I, I couldn't quite understand when they were. They had them rated at uh, 2,000, and they came out with supposedly an updated one that was 2150, and I had more trouble with those. Of course, each country of manufacturer had changed. Once was the United States, Canada, Australia, and then of course China. Yeah. So, uh, no, I you're right. Attributed that. Well, I think the difference, too, is is you and I have known one another for years and years, and I think that your 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 beer and your trailer has grown um, a lot because of your wife. <laughs> no, wait, wait, wait a minute. If, i got I, I to <laughs> get on you about that because you, 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 you kind of educated me to the fact to make sure you weigh your trailer and your truck and all that. So I, I weighed my trailer, and it came in at just about 100 pounds over, over max fully you know loaded with uh water and you know and all the stuff uh in it so i was within specs and everything and uh i, I started like i say i changed tires after about three years four years and went to the newer ones and boy that's when i had started having more trouble the first four years i didn't have a bit of trouble well, but then when see... i started using the newer ones i did yeah we see a lot of the newer todd tires the newer model tires I don't think they've refined them yet. I think they're using their R&D is the public. The public is their R&D. So let's throw this tire out there, and we'll learn from our mistakes. I think that happens on newer model tires. I think I've never – we have not – every year it seems like we're changing tires, uh, uh, trailer tires, because they we have not found – they all, for lack of – they all just suck. I mean, they they, – we just – no matter what it is, it, wherever we can, we put LTs on them, and then we'll try, you know, we'll run a set of, of X brands, and then we'll start having blowouts a year and a half later. I mean, the best thing I can tell you is is if you change them, if they're STs, um, 
change them every two years, regardless. And, and right. I mean, that's really the best thing. And 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 another thing too is is I have P tires, passenger car yeah. tires, on my red, red trailer. trailer. Yeah. And so I've got I don't know I got ten thousand pounds of tires underneath an eight thousand pound trailer. Yeah. A gross. The yeah. Trailers can only hold eight thousand, and I got ten thousand pounds of tires. But Harry. The, the ST is standard trailer. The next one up in strength and durability and speed is a P tire, a passenger car tire. Then Alan talked talked about an LT tire, which is a light truck tire. So, but on 15 inch, you're not going to find a whole lot no. of right, light truck tires. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what so, I ran into. And if you went to a 16, you had 16. You had clearance problems, and you basically had to put yes. your. Uh, that's Space where that's under your springs to get more clearance. So that's what we run into all the time. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, that you know the... that hundred pounds, Harry, is just the makeup case for your wife. So just uh, tell her to leave some of her <laughs> no. clothes home and hey. some of her makeup case, and you'll be home free. She's in the other. She's in the other room listening, buddy. You're going to be getting. <laughs> she's going to be calling Renee, and they're going to be getting with some bad vibes on you, buddy. Because because <laughs> commiserating is what the word I think I, I can't spell I it, but so. I can sure say it. All righty. Thank you, Harry. Hey, Thank you very much. I had, too. Oh, I had cool. one other question. On your uh, your diesel, you were talking, uh, your son was talking about getting, you know, 500 horsepower out of the marine ones, um, and the uh, uh, car ones are only like 350. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. do you think that's because they wanted to get more longevity, you know, when it's still under warranty? Is that the... I think it's 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 exactly the let me guess and then you can guess after me. I, I think that a marine engine probably in its entire life may not go fifty thousand miles, and some of these diesels oh. will do three hundred thousand miles. And oh, and one okay. of the things we're going to make them run longer is we're going to warm them up more. And obviously, something on a lake in a boat is going to be different. And we're going to warm them up more and hotter. And then I think they go two, three, four hundred thousand miles. Alan, you're up. Emissions. Period. Is it emissions? Yeah, because these the, the it, they detune these things and then add a ton of emission products on top of it to keep the to keep the air clean. Whereas in a marine application, they don't have any emissions on them. Okay, and don't they run the exhaust through the water? Yeah, and, yeah. and so you got the whole ocean to drop these particulate filters water. in. Yeah, yeah into yeah. the water. So you're so you're you're both. You're you're uh, by the removal of the. Of the, they don't care about quote unquote care about emissions in marine applications, so they ditch all the uh, all the stuff and and pump them up a little bit. Okay, all right. So Harry, if you want a hot rod motor, go buy a boat, and we'll take it out of that and put yeah. it in your truck. <laughs> no, we won't. I had one of those. And I, the two best days when you have a boat is when you buy it, when you sell it. That's right. You got that right. All righty, Harry. Thank you very much, buddy. Right. Thank you. All righty. Well, 602-508-0960. We're going to come back with another hour, and we're going to bring the extraordinary Ford guy, the guy that knows more about Fords than anybody I've ever met. And lawnmowers and wagons and go-karts and I motorcycles mean, and we're air talking conditioning units. And- MacGyver. You know what he said to me? Huh. He says, I was over at your house the other day by the barn, and I said, I was out of town. Yeah. And he goes, I go, what are you doing? He goes, well, the faucet was leaking. Yeah. And he says, so I went over there and sweated on a new faucet. Yeah. And I, I said, well, why didn't you do that? I didn't know about it. Oh, okay. I didn't know about it. All right. But anyway, he is a MacGyver. Oh, yeah. uh, there's nothing we can't give him that he can't figure out. The thing that really bothers me the most is is that you put that Ford Galaxy or Fairlane in the number one West Side hoist. And it's grown roots because you couldn't get the 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 special tires and wheels. And it's been now how long? 
Oh, six weeks. Six weeks we've had a hoist tied up yep. with a really pretty Galaxy. What is it, a Galaxy or a Fairlane? 500. Galaxy, Galaxy 500. Galaxy 500. And yeah. it's not Eddie's fault, but it's no, yours. It's, no, it isn't. It's my fault. It's yeah. my fault. I, I, I messed that one up. And, uh, yeah, I know. It could be could be worse. It could be some piece of... Okay, I'll save you from yeah. that. Just all right, folks. This is what the deal is: is we take this Galaxy and we completely change the suspension, the hubs. We put disc brakes all the way around. We do exhaust work. We do a fuel injection. I think right. We put install fuel injection, and so because we changed the lug pattern, we couldn't put the old tires and wheels back on it and roll it outside. So now we're stuck with this big beauty. You know, if you don't get that off that hoist pretty soon, I'm going to plant flowers in the back seat. <laughs> And we'll just have this beautiful little rose garden out there. Yeah. But anyway, that's what happens when you're doing reconstructing of cars is every once in a while you run into a pickle like this where you have to wait for a part to be made or you have to find one. And we have the best parts department in the world, but those guys can find anything. Eddie, real quick, what kind of car was that that we had to find a, f- a water pump for? Packard. A Packard. And, and and those guys were able to find, first of all, the OEM part number. Then they searched with that, and they found a, a Packard. What year, He don't have a microphone on. You remember what year that was? 49. 49. A 49 Packard that we found a water pump for. Yeah. So, um, there, I'm, you know, we're pretty proud of our parts department because Sean and, and, uh, and what's the other guy's name? Jeff. Yeah, I know. That. I'm just teasing him if he's listening. I was going to say something else. Yeah. <laughs> what we call them but anyway <laughs> yeah anyway so 602-508-0960 cuz when we come back in about 4 or 5 minutes then if you have a car question you can especially if you have a car question about Fords and if you want to and one of the questions I'm going to ask Eddie at the very beginning is what's the difference between a Fairlane and a Galaxy and he'll have the answer and then I'm going to ask him a whole bunch of Mustang questions just to test his ability when the 6 cylinder came out when it went away and all that other kind of stuff so I think Eddie's been with me 20 Nine. 29 years, and I hired him before he even had any whiskers. Um, I hired him when he still had to go to school and then show up later after he got out of school at 3 o'clock. <laughs> really? Is that, oh, I was going to say. I didn't, I, didn't think it was, well, I didn't think you were still in school at that point, 30 years ago. No, let me tell you real quick. I interviewed him, and I was asking I know, him, have I you heard this story? What, can I tell it to the rest I know, of them? Uh, yeah, you can. All right. I said, Can you, have you ever done this? Have you ever pulled a transmission? Have you ever done a clutch? And he's talking, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yawning. <laughs> he's yawning. <laughs> and he's going, oh, you're bothering me. Yeah. So have you ever done a quadrajet? Have you ever done a holly? Have you ever done this? Have you ever done that? And he says yes to everything. So I hire him. And, and later, years later, I recognized that he had so much self-confidence that I was boring him. Right. He had all the skills he said. He's one of the few people I've hired I have a lot of great guys, but it's one f- few people I've interviewed that w- was, and I and now I recognize as good as they thought they were. Yeah, but I recognize self confidence. He's the only one in thirty years in thirty years that was yawning during my <laughs> my interview, and kind of shaking his head like, "Boy, these are stupid questions. Who hasn't done that?" Yeah. So yeah. it was just a, it was a lesson for me. You learn from your lessons, and uh, that's what you should do according to your mother's, learn from your lessons, right? And your wife. Your wife was talking to you the other day, and she was saying something about you misbehave. Yeah. Yeah? Is she right or wrong? No, come on. I yeah. don't do that. <laughs> Ask Eddie. Ask Eddie at work when, next hour. Okay. You, you, you don't misbehave? I behave like a flower. 
A flower? Yeah, like a I wouldn't, beautiful I wouldn't, flower. I, wouldn't, <laughs> <laughs> I certainly wouldn't use that as an adjective. <laughs> Nevertheless, 602-508-0960. My name's Mark Salem. We'll be back with another hour of car fun and frivolity. We'll be back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.